So, hello and welcome to the first Sports Babble <laughs> Take Two. Uh, those you've seen last week on social media, I managed not to save it properly. And uh, yeah, it was quite a hurry hour to fearing from my life. But I've been teaching myself all weekend, managed to do a test run, put it up on the SoundCloud, which I'll link up later when we get this set up. And it looks like we're good to go. Um, so, me talking, that's I'm Phil, or Philly McCullough, I'm on Twitter, I'll put some on, and my colleague is Aidan Downey. Um, this is the, well it's the second one, so hopefully if many we're going to get, we're going to do, and it's going to get stuck into some sports issues, and just basically, uh, it's just basically like a pub chat, basically two lads in the pub having the crack, only it's in the 80s kitchen, and it's cups of teas, and half pints of Guinness. Cadbury's. Oreos. Carby's Oreos, which is good gear. If Carby's want to sponsor us, by the way, I think get on board, send us down some Oreo uh, chocolate bars. Yeah, product uh, placement. What? Product placement. <laughs> uh, right, so we're going to start with um, probably the biggest sports news. Uh, maybe even the world this weekend, would you say? Don't flatter yourself. Well, it, well name me another one. We're going to start with Conor McGregor um, and his uh, title winning fight. To be double UFC champion. What's your take on Conor McGregor? Don't like him. Just don't like his persona. Don't like him. Um, a number of issues with him. Also, a number of issues with the UFC. Um, just I can't, I can't get on board with it at all. With the UFC, no. I struggle sometimes myself. Um, I can look a bit brutal. Yeah, well, I have issues with that because. The gloves that they wear, the manner of the stoppages. I mean, if you if you watch any pugilistic sport, there's an element of obviously been been fit enough and being good enough and being skillful, but as uh, punters, you want to see the human body pushed to the extreme. I don't think you get to see it in the UFC. To me, the UFC is the sport. Can you call it a sport? Well, we'll have to, yeah. It's, it's, a, the sport it's an Iowa class it as a business, but it's it's almost like a sport for the playground bully because... Well, MMA is a sport. Yes, well, MMA then is a sport of the playground bully where being physically bigger is an advantage. Um so first of all, on, on, on the UFC, when they when they actually knock somebody down and they're on top of them, or even if they knock them and daze them, in boxing you get, what, you can have eight, nine seconds yeah, to gather good. yourself. Yeah. You don't get that in any of the fights in UFC. If you're knocked down or even dazed and on the floor, it's followed up with another five or six punches so automatically the referee's stopping it yeah. so you'll never ever see you'll never see a point where a fighter is basically finished and can pull it back from adversity so the likes of Mickey Ward Arturo Gatti although Gatti lost the fight he managed to finish the fight the first one um, Corrales Castillo yeah. they will never happen in the UFC because of the brutal aspect of it um, and that it's just uh, I'm going to say this a sport of playground bullies I think people who go there just like, want to see that yes I'll, that's the point I was going to make um, when I was watching I woke up I have no plans on watching the fight I do quite like 
that the fact that there's a there's an Irish or a boy a fella from here doing quite well in the sport it's it's quite nice quite cool but I had no plans on watching the fight and I, I woke up ten past five and thought right I'm up I'll watch it here mm-hmm. and I was waiting on uh, McGregor's fight wasn't on for another two and it was the welterweight fight between uh, Tyrone Woodley and Stephen Thompson and it cuts to the crowd and it's just been a brutal round where Thompson had managed to get out of a chokehold mm-hmm. right that he looked like he was out for and I cut to the crowd and this boy was in the crowd and it was like something out of the Roman times yeah he was screaming and f- he was hanging on to a railing and he was shaking it he was begging for blood yeah and I just sort of thought whoa I obviously stayed up to watch McGregor but at this point that I just thought no this here that's a bit mad I don't I haven't been to a big pro boxing fight I love seeing that it's, but I love seeing it where it's skillful and boxing I can appreciate a good stoppage as well I think in fairness it's not the referee's fault in the UFC in that the stoppages occur and people say oh he could have went on um, no I think the referees are in a very hard position in the UFC because once a fighter falls to the ground and to me that's always the sickening aspect of it is when it's followed up with four or five punches where the guy can't defend yeah. himself and he's just and to me that's, open. to me that's that's I would like and of course because it's MMA there's people who are good on the floor so they can never do the whole count and let them yeah. get back on their feet yeah. um, but I, I just I can't want in the sport no um, I can't want in McGregor do you not think though that he is when I, when I, I tweeted and you asked when I said art right and I know it's a, it's a poxy thing to say I know it is but I read a book called The Brilliant Orange which talks about Johan Cruyff and right. Dutch football and there was a I can't remember his name but there was a famous male ballet dancer at the time that Cruyff was around in his pomp and they compared the two and obviously ballet is an art and they compared Johan Cruyff actually as his movement across the floor was much better so what I said when I asked art I was talking about the way McGregor moves in the ring there's part of it where I can feel myself and this, this is just me obviously where I'm sort of mesmerised by it I'm like this is Why? Uh, there's just something about his, his maybe he's, his out, he's, an average, he's an average boxer do you think if he went in a boxing ring against I don't, well, don't say Mayweather he's done uh, Mayweather would hammer him I think so I think majority of, I, I think there's amateurs out there who would beat the head off McGregor what do you, as a, as a box, if you look at the UFC I tweeted about it about how what I will say to him he's good in his domain so anybody in the UFC they come across as complete Neanderthals because the basics of not getting hit is moving your head and moving your feet. And the kind of just I mean, I, I, even to go far back as the Aldo fight. And he just Aldo, walked straight on that left hand. No, he didn't. If, I, if Aldo walked into any gym in Belfast and led the way he led with it, that swing and put he would have been clipped on that it would have it would have been embarrassing he would have been sent out of gyms throwing, throwing a hook with your chin in the air well at, yeah. at supposedly the top level of a pugilistic sport okay. I thought it was embarrassing well you you're not like boxing is not my forte how long ago was it that we I did it it was about 4 or 5 years ago did it for about yeah. 6 7 I absolutely loved it like you have to appreciate I, listen I can appreciate McGregor He's, he is skillful in his domain if you compare him to other UFC fighters he his head and shoulders above above him if you want uh, and, and any fight that I've seen he tends to stand they call it striking or whatever he tends to stand he likes to, to punch and he seems to generate a lot of power in his punches 
<coughs> what I don't understand is then why, if he's that good, why doesn't he go himself and sell himself as a boxer? Why is he still linked to the UFC? Because he's basically an employee there. That's, uh, that's probably where he was talking about wanting to be owner and all now, doesn't it? Well, I mean, if you look at how boxers have came, and, and he's done everything for himself already, he's promoted himself, and he probably has got bigger than the company. Yeah. He's worth more to the UFC than probably they are to him now. And you're looking at the whole Mayweather thing. Could he go out on his own and, and do a pay per view in boxing? He'd probably sell millions. But um, he needs to be very careful because if he was to do that, then if he picked even an average boxer, would, would beat him. I uh, think handily, though, easily. I think, though, if, if he was to go out in the boxing, he would, it would be a number one. It would be somebody big. It, it needs to be. It yeah. needs to be because I, I think he, he, would be, he would come across as being very limited. Yeah. It's a no lose for him. I don't think he. Uh, I agree with you. Say it needs to be the very best for him because that will generate the most money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no matter who he fights, I think it would be it would be a one off. I can't see it. Well, the thing at the minute he's been <coughs> talked about now because he's won that as the greatest of all time. He might end up someday being the greatest MMA fighter. Well, he's the first person to win two titles in the UFC but to talk about that as the greatest fighter of all time I think is a bit mad oh, um, over but all combat not sports not just it not no, just mixed martial arts complete rubbish yeah. that is complete nonsense but that's what that's what's going to happen that is what has happened happening now you see it on I sports compare, websites I compare, just talking about UFC it, to me is like a, a breed almost the, 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 the WWE marketing oh yeah it's a big brand oh uh, yeah and he does that very well and he sells his shows and the stuff that he says at the start annoyed the, me the it, it annoyed me at the start but then I kind of got it that he, it's all just a shoot it's just a show like it's a shoot yeah. it's like Hulk Hogan shooting his wee promos and the Titantron that's that's the level he's at yeah that's the level he's at I'd say secretly he's probably shitting himself before fights shitting himself maybe yeah. that's his mask there was a Somebody talking about that, I think it was maybe Andy McNulty talking about that about it on another podcast I was listening to, and he said even the invincible that looks to the naked eye, Conor McGregor, yeah. has probably got massive self doubt, which is probably why he does. I think that's a mask. Have yeah, you ever that's probably why he goes in so bravado when he comes out yeah. in his main coat and I'm an effing pimp in New York and all this here. It's probably, you're probably right, that's probably a massive thing behind it. Yeah. But I remember hearing Eubank. Eubank the first fight Eubank Ben and Eubank done the whole swan around the ring yeah and to hear Eubank talking about it he says he tapped his gloves and he moved in that way to hide his leg shaking he said he was that nervous frightened of Nigel Ben being such a heavy hitter and a hard hitter he said he, he thought he was in the lion's den and this was him and he says that's why he moved that way so everybody on the outside thought it was Arrogance, he said, and said he was crumbling. It was the only way he could do it to stop his legs shaking in public. So, <coughs> unless it's an element of that, but you'll probably never know until you read his autobiography, which I'm yeah. sure won't be too far away. No, there seems to be. Isn't there a footballer's done one? He's done. No, Icardi at Inter Milan did one. We're going off topic here, but did you see that? He did yeah. one. He slagged the ultras, and then they're they cleaning up at his house. Bit of a disaster. Um, I'll just keep on. Um, just McGregor because I know obviously you've done a bit of boxing I was listening to a podcast as well this afternoon when I 
in from work. Uh, it was actually maybe news talk actually tonight, and they were talking about um, the regular Alvarez fight. Did you see any of it? Have you seen seen the stoppage? Right. So they talk about uh, just because you've been in a ring, obviously. Alvarez obviously came into the fight with the game plan, and within fifteen seconds, that had gone out the window. And Conor McGregor's a southpaw, mm-hmm. right? And he, that's his punch, a big left hand. Yeah. But Alvarez never moved his head. For, and for whatever reason, kept moving in the direction of that left hand. What does it? Is that a, like, when you're in a fight? Does that happen? Just <coughs> it should be basics. It would be basics. Yeah. For about if he go at any sort of level of boxing, if he's if he's a, a, a southpaw, you'll move the opposite way. Obviously, yeah. if he was a an orthodox fighter. It's all head movement as well. Can be quite difficult to adapt, but at that level, when you're getting paid that sort of money, you're hoping that you would get in Southpaw people to spar. They would actually. I'd say the day, and then fight, obviously, fight what's happened is he's taken one punch, and he's just instead of having the game plan in his head, he's obviously just reverted back to what he knows best, which he was known as a as a brawler, as an he's an underground king. Just his uh, nickname. He's known as a brawler. He goes in blood and guts, swinging, never knows when to give up. Big wrestler as well. But he just seemed to, and I've watched the fight three times now, and he just seems to just lose all Freeze. conscious of what his game plan was, and he just freezes. Yeah. You know, and it's hard to. I think a lot of it, I think that happened Aldo too, from what I've seen. The talking got in before, and then when he went, yeah, on the night, it was a case of maybe been too angry. I mean, I've never been in a situation when you're, you know, in front of. 20,000 people no, yeah, and millions of them yeah. you know but I'm sure there is an element of that on your on your mind but mm. you know yeah, he's a, he was a champion before then so he's you're hoping champion, that he's yeah. fought at that level before and he, he, he should know what to expect all his training should have been prepared to know what they expect from McGregor and if, if it wasn't then ultimately he's the one to blame but I could never see McGregor losing that fight Um. Like I said, I've, I've issues with the UFC, this whole double champion type yeah. malarkey. When's the last time he fought at Featherweight? Um, Aldo. Many, what was that? I think that's about two now? years, it's close to two so years. So literally, you hold a belt he's never for two defended years it. and you never, he's never defended it. He's never defended because he's never fought at, at that weight again. Yeah. So how, I mean, has there been, there's interim champion? Inter- I think uh, Josie Aldo is the interim champion. To me then, that's a bit of a, it's almost like a, Company type. Oh, I will, will, will let you be the the double champ here, but he's getting too too big for it. I can see something happening down the line. Either he he goes, or there's a big loss around the corner. Well, everyone's there to get beat, aren't they? Like, yeah, he's already been beat, but um, the second Diaz fight to me was another one that didn't weigh up right. Why, what, what, what were your issues with I just think in, in, like I said at boxing there's more skill to it so I can understand how somebody in boxing can move up several weights and win a fight against people who are naturally bigger in a sport where there's a lot more leaning and a lot more grappling and a lot more I don't understand that because ultimately you're you're getting you're going in with somebody who's naturally bigger than you where their grappling style can suit them a whole lot better um where they're hitting a, a whole lot harder with like this the, the gloves as well 
there's just something about the second fight that made more business to go to a third fight and they end that there and then yeah especially after the way the first one went I think he was pretty resoundly beaten he was I think it, that was just that's just Connor though he, he's big and he's brash and he took that fight on Nate Diaz took it on 12 days nose as well but there was like he, I just didn't see him winning that fight as soon as it started just Diaz looked bigger even though I'm just he, waiting on it just I don't think I think there's elements of the second fight that I thought it's not not something fishy yeah oh, fair enough Um, I guess that but, but that happens when I, UFC to me is business yeah, MMA is the sport yeah okay we're going to get MMA fans hopefully Montreal um, Screwball or the Screw Screwjob that was the WWE one that'll be the the uh, Bret Hart oh Go, yeah yeah um, we're gonna probably hopefully we'll get MMA fans <coughs> wanting to chat at us, uh, good or bad here. But so just to finish off on the MMA UFC, Conor McGregor um, goes into a boxing ring, doesn't beat the world's best, doesn't beat the best lightweight or welterweight in the world. Nowhere even close. Nowhere even close. Wouldn't be. I don't even. See Is Lomachenko? We'll no, Lomach- but the, the weights are different so like uh, I would just go on what he yeah 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 Lomachenko's a lightweight 60 kilo he would beat him but McGregor's happier oh. McGregor would be what 70 a welterweight in UFC would be nearly equivalent of a middleweight oh right okay he'd be in around Canelo Alvarez's weight oh well it's all <laughs> yeah Um. Carl Frotch today I was reading as, as well potential fight with Gennady Glovkin how do you think that goes? Brilliant fight yeah you a fan of Frotch? yeah well I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the person but as a <laughs> no, fighter bo- I, think he's, I think he's boring <coughs> I think as a fighter you can't you can't fault him he fought everybody and he beat most the majority of them yeah. there's only uh, the, what do you call him son of god what do you call him Andre Ward beat yeah. him Kessler beat him Kessler beat him first time him. You get, that could have went either way. Um, he avenged it in another great fight. Yeah. He gets hit and he can fairly bang too. He has an awful iron chin on him, like, doesn't oh, he? No, he's wide. real excited to watch. Yes. Um, he's the heart of a lion. He wasn't stopped by Andrew Ward, was he? No. He was just beat. Just beat, yeah. Um, Gennady Glovkin, though, he needs a sort of fight to define him doesn't he and I don't know if Carl Frotch is the fight that yeah. I think it's Canelo Alvarez is the fight and that's another if he goes another year without fighting Canelo he's another year down the line and you don't want a Pacquiao Mayo situation where it's all this hype goes on for too long yeah. and then it lets everyone down in a way I feel sorry for him and in a way for being too dangerous <laughs> but does, yeah but does, but does he bring it on himself because he's the best at his weight there's no doubt about that if he fights Alvarez Alvarez is naturally bigger who maybe himself has been yeah cutting to get to that weight to be a world champion but to me Golovkin could be moving up to look for bigger fights I think it's I think he's sitting there and fight, people like late. is it up next yeah which will be Carl Frotch's Dominion Andre Ward still there isn't he did he go light heavyweight didn't he yeah he's light heavyweight but he could come there James DeGale. James DeGale. Oh yeah, I forgot about him yeah, actually. James DeGale, Body Jack. I think he's them two are fighting soon. Some big fights who no I think Golovkin beats them, but I'd rather see him fight those guys than fight Kelbrook. Aye, that was just silly, like. 
I mean, fair play to Kelbrook for taking it. Yeah, on. that was brilliant. But exactly, but we're giving Kelbrook the credit because he's doing things that Golovkin hasn't done. I don't think anybody disputes he's the best at his weight. But why is he hanging about at that weight? Yeah, and fighting and he's thirty-four now, so um, um, he he seems to be training like an absolute demon. He the power speaks for itself. Some of the punches you see where he's not even catching guys square and he's putting them down. Putting them away, <laughs> great amateur pedigree. Um I mean even in the amateurs guys who he fought at the amateurs who have since moved on, the likes of Lucian Butte, who and Golovkin not dead at the worlds. You know, there's people like that who, you know, have went on and had good careers in the pro ranks and moved up in weight, whereas Golovkin seems to be Hanging around, hanging around. I don't know what he's hanging around for. Just um, I are we talking about amateurs? Yoel Romero, going back to the UFC, he fought in the UFC on Cuban. He fought in the UFC yeah. on Saturday, Saturday night, and he absolutely almost decapitated Chris Weidman, an ex UFC champion, with a knee. Okay. Only thing with Yoel Romero is, uh, he I think he tested positive for a banned substance a couple of years ago, but he was silver medalist two thousand Olympics boxer, so he's obviously got that yeah. pedigree in, but. Yeah. Um, no, I just touched on it because we're talking about it. Um, last podcast before I decided to delete it, we talked about the three Irish boys that are going to... Well, Paddy Barnes and Jamie Conlon have fought. Um, Paddy obviously thought he was at SummerSlam, or t- his opponent did anyway, and tried yeah. to suplex him out of the ring. Yeah. Um, and we had a good conversation on him. So we'll go back to that, just touch on it. Michael Conlon, Jamie Conlon, Paddy Barnes, do you think there'll be three world champions? I hope so. I yeah. Can't, I can't see it. No, but I would like that. Um, no. I think Mick has the best chance. Yeah, probably because of who he signed up with in top rank. You think get, uh, I think he'd get a title fight when he wants it. If he yeah. wanted a title fight in his first fight, he probably would have got it. I think he's good enough. Um, has that ever happened before? Has an amateur ever come straight out of the amateur ranks and gone recently? Um, like? Lomachenko was that his first or second? He got what about beat by, uh, the Cuban, the mad Cuban at Frampton's weight that he won't that nobody. I think it so took him longer. That. Took him longer. Um, Brigando. Yeah. I think it took him seven or eight fights. And then was it Nalito or not? And it was uh, done there. <coughs> yeah. He fought one. Uh, but he's he was he's been around. He, he's on kind of on his on his way out now. Brigando. Um, oh, sorry. Brigando beat him, but done it. Done air. He was one of the pound for pound. Yeah. No, always top five. That done hit him in a bit off more than he can chew <laughs> with that guy. Um, um, that's probably what Conlon doesn't want to happen. Like, but I can't see that happen to Conlon because he seems to be an exciting fighter. Yeah. Um, I think he's good enough, but he likes to mix it too. You can yeah. See from his brother. Um, I love watching. I could. I'd. I'd pay to watch Jimmy Conlon. And I will yeah. hopefully get to pay and watch him fight. Yeah. Because I love watching him fight. He just goes in and just gives it his all. Yeah, it's the tear up man's class and. Yeah. Um, Paddy Barnes actually, he liked our, our last tweet, and then I ended up deleting the second thing. But um, well, I think we both said we would ho- love to see him win one. Yeah. Um, he hasn't had a great, obviously, personal couple of months as well. So hopefully that's getting all cleared up and they're getting to have a decent Christmas together. But I'd, I'd absolutely love to see him. Probably out of all three of them, the most. I think he's been around the longest. I think he should have went a wee bit earlier to the pro ranks. Personally, myself as a fan, but. It is what it is, but hopefully that he will end up. Yeah, tough way he's in it. Aye, I think um, he wants. To, isn't the Japanese boy? He's talking about 
Um, go out and fight him. Yeah, he has the wee guy as well as Ramirez or what do you call him? Nicaraguan guy. Oh yeah, okay. Charlie I can't remember who it is. Yeah, Gonzalez. I think he's in around that way So, I mean, like I said in the last one before you deleted it, um, <laughs> he he um, he's in a weight where he'll meet fighters who won't have the same amateur pedigree. Yeah, but they'll come through gyms that'll have them as hard as nails um, and I think at that weight it's very what weight's Jason Quigley at? 75 kilos middle, middle weight is he not getting a title fight anytime soon? Uh, he's in the right place I think I think he's he's, he's signed with um, Golden Boy so yes he has yeah, to yeah he yeah, has yeah, sure. um, all in all a decent enough month though for our sport like I mean, the two football teams have won. The Republic are top of the group. No, they're in a second in the group, and they have Germany. So I mean, they're not yeah. going to win that group. Um, I was at the match. Thank, um, thanks to the Red Shell boys for bringing me along. Um, on a Friday night, now Azerbaijan. I don't think they conceded yet, or very little. And there was a whole talk before it um, about Azerbaijan going to cause Michael O'Neill's team a bit of issues. Mm-hmm. And no, like no disrespect for you here, Northern Ireland made them look like an amateur team. Yep. They were really poor. Okay. Northern Ireland were quite good. Stephen Davis was easily a cut above whoever else was on the pitch of them. Yeah. Um Chris Brunt scored a decent goal. I was I was actually a bit impressed with how Northern Ireland dealt with. I think the two centre halves helped. I think Johnny Evans and McCauley have a good understanding. They're two premiership centre half, so it didn't look like they're gonna be yeah. troubled. Um good win for them, Mike only doing well. Scotland FS will be sniffing <coughs> around them. Uh I hope yeah. he avoids that. Not just for Northern Ireland, just they wouldn't go near the Scottish FA or the yeah, the Yeah, but the Republic then got on as well. Um, watched it in the King's Head. What do you think of it? Um, I'll be honest, only seen the second half, and from what I've seen, I thought it was a very typical Martin O'Neill away performance. Very organised, unbeaten gets, so far. Unbeaten gets the gets his players, an average bunch of players playing at a level a lot higher than what they, they should be mm. um, I mean if you've seen some of those guys week in week out they're pretty average but he seems to get a wee bit more out of them with with the Republic and he seems to have got a good good thing going with Roy Keane I wouldn't be a big lover of internationals no um, I think when they come round though I actually enjoy listening to, to Roy Keane for obvious reasons <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think both both the Irish sides are. I can say you could probably apply the same thing to Northern Ireland. Spectacular, no. Organized, hard right. working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both teams. Um, both concentrating on set pieces, on. Uh, putting the other team in, in situations that they don't like it. Um, I think if you give us a piece away in a dangerous area to either of those teams, yeah, you're, you're gonna, gonna be pay. in big trouble. Like you're gonna, yeah. And I think I think where Northern Ireland are very good is it is it you've mentioned the centre halves actually rate um Macaulay better than Evans. I think Evans is a dud. I um, would go for Macaulay myself. Yeah. And that's not a Liverpool bit older. by the way for anyone starts that is I would just think Gaff Macaulay's better. Defender. I think he's a bit older. I just think he's he's more of a handful in the opposition box. He seems to maybe makes the odd mistake but has pace. Whereas Johnny Evans 
struggles with the big lumbering centre forward who should be the bread and butter. I think if you give Johnny Evans time, he's a decent footballer. Oh, I, I, I watched him many times play against Liverpool, and he there's one game in particular he had Luis Suarez in his back pocket. Yeah, he looks okay. So he looks okay in those situations because he can read a game. I think the player he always struggles with is the big tall Baron Ram, Baron Ram, Andy Carl. Carton Cole, I remember, gave him an absolute run around one night. Yeah, you're right. Um, battered him. Um, Lukaku. Yeah, those types of players, really, he struggles with. Yeah. Um, and then you go to the Republic and they've got Kieran Clark and Shane Duffy, who are appalling. You, you wouldn't mind appalling. swapping if you were a Republic Ireland fan, wouldn't you? Those two centre-halves round. They're appalling, but... The way Martin O'Neill has them organised is that they're never isolated. No, yeah, true, actually. Um, I think Shamey Coleman, by the way. Shamey Coleman, brilliant. Stunning. Yeah. And he, he looks like he gives uh, the fear of whatever into the Ireland yeah. team. He looks properly like every Ireland game after we're just talking about. He's so passionate. I think yeah. they've needed that. Like Good player. Loves a big tackle. Yeah. Oh, but <laughs> if, if you look at them, even <coughs> they're never isolated. You know, They're never caught on a break. No. There's always a... a a covering midfielder and he has he has his midfield organised very well in that no team will ever get turned and run that Ireland centre halves no. it'll always be a ball into the box where you're hoping I think the Belgium result and the Euros right I know that was a trouble I think and obviously Davis ran right through uh, Ireland I think that has helped you know and it will help him going forward well it definitely helped I mean if you look at the France game the France game was Organisationally, I thought it was First really, really good. Really, really good. And even the even the mistakes that the crap in the second half were individual errors and not a team errors. Um, I just don't know if he qualifies for this World Cup. One is where he actually what actually he can do with those players because I think they're pretty average. I think it, the same for Michael. Yeah, it's it's nice like and uh, like uh, friends that are big big time supporters of both teams. I can't really be bothered picking one I just I'm both are doing well I'm happy enough but I'd like to go to a World Cup with one of them anyway and have aspirations of actually going far enough do you know what I mean but I don't see it and it'd be brilliant if both of them qualify a World Cup be made up again super bit of crack for a couple of weeks but it's still always for me that niggling thing well, how far they're really going to go do you know what I mean? and I, I was I was only one in 1990 so now I don't really have no recollection of that so I don't know how he I would have thought that Ireland team was cracker. Ah, the Ireland team were good. They were okay, but at those stages, there was three got out of the groups in the World Cup. Oh yeah, yeah, confirm. So they have expanded the tournament since then. Um, I think ninety four three got out of Ireland's group as well, if I remember rightly. Um, <coughs> so is ninety four and at least still the best ever Ireland performance. In my opinion. Yeah. 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 Best ever Irish team performance. Um. Yeah, and I explained my reasons because it was at the it was at yeah. the ultimate World Cup. There's probably been better displays. Yeah. Did it mean as much? I don't think so. See, we talked about this the last time. And it was actually a brilliant conversation. Um, and we talked about Ireland had just beaten the All Blacks there in Chicago, and I said I thought it was the greatest performance by an Irish sports team. Um, now, as you put it, it was in a test, which was basically a friendly. Well, yeah. Um, there was another performance by an Ireland rugby team that would have beat Australia in a World Cup 2011. It was big. Mm-hmm. And it could probably be up on parallels with 
the Ireland. Uh, really pushing this rugby. I'm just rugby. I like rugby, but I'm just putting it up there. And then you're putting it up with Northern Ireland beating Spain <coughs> at that World Cup. There's been some decent performances. So I yeah. obviously came in uh, like a bull in the chain shop because I was on the, off the back of the All Blacks performance. But when I when I deleted it and then I sat back and thought about it, I think maybe I was a bit too heavy handed there saying it was the best performance and yeah. maybe the Italy one is but the Ireland against Australia one in that World Cup was also the Italy the Italy one defined a generation of Ireland fans I think the setting as well in New York and the Giant Stadium yeah an old Boston man actually was at that game yeah and he still talks about it like it probably was everything that kind of just came together for that that one and I think the majority of people my age will remember that result hmm. more than I remember yeah. it, sort of it happening, but don't if you know what I mean. It was yeah. ninety four was about five or six, so don't. I haven't turned six yet, so still five. But I remember a little bit of hype about it, and then yeah. obviously watching back, you look and you're thinking, "Wow, that's unbelievable." Yeah. Um, two two iron performances I really remember is that one and the Jason McIntyre one against Holland, where he smashes it in. Yeah, that was brilliant. Yeah, and if I, if I, if I remember that rightly. Correct me if I'm wrong. That wasn't the qualifier. That was to go into a qualifier situation against Iran. Yeah, yeah. To put that, it was basically to go through. Put, it was to put. It was basically winner takes all. Exactly. It was a winner's take all at Lansdowne. Yeah, exactly. So um, those are the two results that really stick out. Yeah, for me, I'm not a huge international fan, but I think if there was, if you go to meet big Ireland results to me in my generation, those are two big results. That yeah, I, <coughs> I last week. And I do still mean it. It's despite going on the game, I did enjoy it. It was good crack, live football. Um, enjoyed watching Steve Davis run him up the Azerbaijan midfield. Wanted to get on myself. Um, I'd still be of the opinion that qualifiers during the season do mean nothing, and friendlies, friendlies during the season, that shouldn't happen. I'd just rather play qualifiers behind closed doors. Or play them a turn a qualifying, get your group and in the summer you play each other. Or even just do it on the rankings. No. But the then how would you get a ranking then? Well there's teams like Gibraltar, San Marino and even Estonia were beat eight. You know, it should be a seeding system where if you're beat eight by a team like Belgium, just get rid of them. Don't let them play anymore. Let them play in like a second tier. For what? Just get rid of them. We wanted them still playing football. Like, oh, <laughs> you don't like, but people still want them to play you football. You know, let those teams try and qualify for the Olympics or something. Oh, maybe that's a good idea. They could play in the Olympics, and then if they do well in the Olympics, they'll give them a spot to. Yeah, just get rid of them. They're just. No. The whole. Uh, one area, I suppose, that's alright is when the, the Balkans kind of split up. They always seem to get good good teams from there, from small yeah. populations. Yeah. Then you have like clowns like San Marino and Gibraltar. <laughs> I think Shane McDonald's trying to get a game for Gibraltar. He probably is, like, he probably is. Um, um, were you down watching the football? Do you see some quality football on Saturday yourself? Where? Down, what? The, uh, Mac Linden not wreck himself? Trying to do a nice Yeah, I was tackle. on the bench. <coughs> oh, oh. A blood and snotters tackle. Oh, I've dear. never really seen one. Um, they only actually started playing when he moved off. I, I, I believe that happens quite a lot, actually. A lot of Gaelic footballers would uh, fight that opinion as well from Clannaban and stuff, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah he's the captain, too. Oh, dear. Captain oh dear. right injured for till after Christmas. Um, so I suppose he's left the, the organising at Christmas, too. Oh, that'll be good. Nice. Yeah. Oh, be fair, right. fair play. I hope, I hope you get on well with it, uh, Danny, and all the best. Yeah. 
Um, right, what else can we talk about here? Oh yeah, we will talk about horse racing um, when the big races come on. I don't, uh, I, I can't remember last time I put a, a bet on in horse race, but I do enjoy watching it. And this week we've had Sprinter Sacre and is it Simon Zig? I always get it wrong. Yep. We've lost Simon Zig, it had to be put down. But And Sprinter Sacre, I'll tell you what. It's retired. Yeah, there's two times I've watched horse racing and it stopped me in my tracks. Frankel, uh, was is the King George he won one yeah. time by about three miles? <laughs> like it looked as if the other horses were standing still and yeah, he was they gone. Were, yeah, they were yeah. just all still. Yeah, and uh, then Sprinter Sacker coming around the bend and winning, uh, was it the champion hurdle? Was it? I can't remember. Yeah, he regained. Yeah, the one re- yeah. regained. Yeah. And he just thought, wow, stunning. Yeah, not a huge horse racing fan. No, the odd punt the odd time, but um, yeah, I suppose mentioning Vatura as well. Yes, Vatura, sorry, yes, is gone as well. So sports racing taking a bit of a dent, like. There's a Vatura, obviously would have been a a Cheltenham, won a Cheltenham last year. Yeah. Um, you know, really promising horse. Well, when I say promising, I'm sure he had plenty more big wins left in him. Yeah. So a bit of a shock with with that one, and obviously. Billy Mullins lost the um, the Gigginstown yeah gig. I wonder what happened there nah, it's just I think it was O'Leary looking trying to save himself a bit of money um, better for people like Gordon Elliott and Nice Morris and people like that but obviously Vitura would have been the remaining stars and Mullins stable so bit of a shame but I suppose that's horse racing right Greatest Irish sports star, and Mr. McGregor's going to come back into this. Um, I know it's a very massive topic to obviously cover, like, but it just sort of finishes off for tonight for our first one. Um, at the minute, would you say he's bigger than Roy McIlroy? Who? McGregor. Um, no. No. Me neither. Golf's huge in America. Golf's I'm huge. I'm so golf anyway. No. It's another... I wouldn't even call it a sport. <laughs> Same as darts, by the way. It's a game. It's a game. It's a good game, like I enjoy it, uh, but I can frustrate you, like. But it's a, it's a game. It's a, a snooker darts. Um, I would say. Podrick Harrington, is maybe greater than Conor McGregor. Uh, what are you talking golfers for? I'm just talking sports stars. You're looking at people who's at the very, very top of their. Their he has been three majors. He's maybe not in the eye, but he has been. <coughs> you thinking Roy Keane? No. I'm thinking another pugilist who's a two weight champion. Who? Hey. Frampton. Carl Frampton, yeah. Could be. What's yeah. the difference? Frampton has a possibility that he could even do a three weight. Think he could? I don't see any reason why not. Think he's that good? Yeah, he's very good. Yeah. Um, no, you're right. I just, I just said Porter Harrington was in my head because we mentioned golf. I'm just, I'm just thinking people at the very top of the game, yeah. world champions. Uh, Johnny Ray and motorbikes, two two world champions. Yeah. And Joey Dunlop won multiples and he won many TTs. But I'm just because it was sort of they were talking about it now. That's what's going to happen the next probably week, week and a half, till the McGregor hype slows down a wee bit. That's what we're going to see. So that's why I mentioned it. I avoid newspapers when McGregor wins. Yeah. Yeah. The guy's an idiot, like I just can't really be bothered oh, with him. Um, um, anything else you want to cover before we um, head up? What about that coming up this week? 
Back to the proper football. Proper Premier League football is on this week, and SPL's back. Obviously, we'll give the hoops a mention. Uh, Champions night. League back. Are they playing Friday night? Friday night games. <coughs> yeah. Who have they got? Kilmarnock. Oh, nice. No I injuries know. report. I haven't seen anything. No. I think we could play our youth team and probably win. <laughs> <laughs> deadly serious. So they're going to play the youth team for the rest of the season and win the SPL. You heard it here first. I think they'll probably go the season unbeaten in the league. Yeah. Win the travel. Is there anyone you would buy in any other teams, Scottish League? That we get in the Celtic team. Yeah. No. No one. No. Fair enough. Nobody. No, that's that's dead honest. Hundred percent. We've got that back. Liverpool are on at. Three against that, we'll be watching that. Um, your own teams will be on, I'm sure. Uh, we've got the All Blacks playing Ireland again. Again? Uh, yeah, at Dublin this time. Saturday night. Will you be tuning in? <laughs> Is it a friendly? <laughs> it's a test match, Aidan. Yes, it's a test match. Oh dear, oh dear. That's pathetic. <laughs> it's the Autumn Series. So this proves and then my, play theory, my theory of infinity. Right. Yes, talk about this again because we talked about it last week and then I deleted it. It was good. If you play the, the same teams that often, so you, we, last week we spoke about um, the Cubs. Th- yes, and we spoke about teams who had kind of curses on them. Mm-hmm. And this whole thing about Ireland not beating New Zealand. Mail. Mail, right. Ireland not beating New Zealand. The theory of infinity, if you play them often enough, eventually you're going to beat them. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if they hadn't beat them last week and they beat them tomorrow, the same crap. It's 111 years though. <laughs> I don't care how long it is, it's the same crap. <laughs> he just swatted away it's 111 the, years of history the, there, lads. It's infinity. Please. It's a theory of infinity. You just keep playing the team, you're going to beat them eventually. It still was a good result. I'm convinced if. Give me a crap team in rugby, Russia. Russia or if Russia played, in the world if Russia played New Zealand five times a year for a hundred years they'd beat them once okay yeah I can see that yeah. just saying <laughs> <laughs> um, so we have that I don't think have we any fights this week is there anything UFC Belfast is on I don't take it you'll not be heading down yourself I was offered tickets but I don't think I say, I'm not a big fan no, I, I it was very expensive that. as well yeah they were talking on um one of the radio stations the average price for a ticket at that Madison Square Garden was something like nine hundred dollars. Average. Supposedly so what lunatic is paying to go to New York and then paying nine hundred dollars to watch a fight? That's yeah. madness. The only way you would go to an event that size is if Super it's Bowl. WrestleMania. Super Bowl. I'd pay that for Super WrestleMania. I'm not massively in wrestling. Once Goldberg left my heart was broke, but definitely Super Bowl. I'd pay for that like. No. I'm trying to think of any other sport events. I wouldn't even pay for a World Cup final ticket. Would you not? No. <laughs> I don't think I'd pay for any sporting event. You wouldn't pay to go watch? I wouldn't pay that sort yeah, of money. I was like, oh, what the? Ah, uh, yeah, you wouldn't pay that sort of money? No. No, that's fair enough. Um, I don't think there's anything else, really. That's the big one. I can't think of any. There might be a boxing fight on. There's World Cup, though. It's coming up soon. I don't think it's this week. Was Martin Murray supposed to fight Audrey Room? I don't know. He pulled out and he fought someone else instead on three days' notice and he won. Right. That was in a. Stephen Smith's fight was good actually yes. against Souza. I like There usually is a fight though. There usually is a fight. Yeah, there will be. Um, 
We're getting our good friend Paul McLean is doing a logo for us. Um, he's going to put our two heads on it. But, Cheers, Paul. Yeah, thank you very much, Paul. The podcast is open to anyone that wants to get involved. Brand Donnelly, I'm calling you out now on our podcast because you told me earlier your voice is too good for radio. So come and prove it. Um, it could be anyone else wants to get involved. They're brilliant. I'm going to get a Facebook page set up the Sports Babble and we'll link up the podcast onto it. This one will be up on the SoundCloud. Um, and then we're going to try and do, hopefully all being well, um, a weekly one. So next week we'll feature on club sport and probably Ireland beating the All Blacks for the second ever greatest performance by an Irish sports team. <laughs> Roy McIlroy might go top of the world in golf. And uh, we'll see what happens. Yep. Cheers, right. guys. Cheers. Thank you very see much. You later.